This is In Focus on WSIU. I'm Jennifer Fuller. The SIU School of Law's Ryan Bioethicist Lecture this year focuses on the U.S. Supreme Court's Dobbs decision, which overturned Roe v. Wade, as well as what may be coming next for the court and for reproductive rights. I talked with Radhika Rao about her upcoming lecture, including the issue of states' rights and differing rules in differing states. Now, that issue itself is itself incredibly complicated. The issue of interjurisdictional, what I'll refer to as the interjurisdictional abortion wars. Some articles have been written about it, but it is not a settled question. In fact, it's going to raise many questions. So I think one of the bad implications of Dobbs is that Justice Alito, in his opinion, portrays the court as acting in a very statesman-like way. Um, it's He portrays Dobbs, Justice Alito portrays Dobbs as an act of judicial statesmanship that is going to take this abortion controversy away from the courts and send it back to the states. But instead of resolving controversies, I think Dobbs is actually opening up so many other controversies and it's already having an incredibly polarizing effect. Red states are becoming redder and blue states are becoming bluer. We're seeing some states that are acting as abortion sanctuaries, encouraging people to come to travel, to try to provide um, services that women and pregnant people in other states are being prohibited. So some states are banning and creating really draconian penalties upon abortion providers and enacting very restrictive laws. And not only are they attempting to legislate for their own states, but to really cross jurisdictions and to try to create penalties, even upon those who would leave the state to travel elsewhere to seek services, while other states are acting as abortion sanctuaries and trying to provide enact shield laws that would shield providers who provide services to people from out of state. So what we're seeing is not a lessening of polarization and division, but actually an exacerbation of all of those conflicts. Another question that a lot of people are are starting to take a closer look at is Dobbs doesn't necessarily leave itself within the abortion debate. There are a lot of people that are worried about how this direction that the court has moved might affect other issues as well. Do you think that this is something that it's going to have to come before the court before we get answers on what it means for things like marriage equality and, and other issues that are you know, things that cross state lines almost daily? I think there are some really ominous implications of Dobbs for other fundamental rights. And Justice Alito tries very hard to suggest that abortion is sui generis, it's different, that none of those other fundamental rights are under um, or are, are going to be overturned. But in fact, if you look at the logic of Justice Alito's majority opinion in Dobbs, he suggests that abortion is not a fundamental right because it was not deeply rooted in our nation's history and tradition. There are many other fundamental rights that were protected under the same rubric, under the same theory as the abortion right that also are not deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition, nor are they explicitly mentioned in the text. And here I would mention not only marriage equality, but even the right to sexual activity with the partners of the same sex, and even the right to contraception. Griswold against Connecticut 
uh, was a decision that the court announced in 1965. So if the abortion right was only 50 years old, contraception was little older than that right. And marriage equality is a right of much more recent vintage. So we see a number of other rights that are threatened by the logic of the Dobbs majority opinion. And what is only implicit in Justice Alito's majority opinion is made explicit in Justice Clarence Thomas's concurring opinion in Dobbs, where he explicitly and expressly calls for not only the abortion right um, to be overturned, but also Griswold against Connecticut, the contraception case, Lawrence v. Texas, the case that protected the right to sexual private conduct with a person of the same sex, and Obergefell, the marriage equality case. So we're seeing Justice Clarence Thomas expressly articulating what was only implicit in the logic of the majority opinion in Justice Alito's majority opinion. And moreover, I would add that we're already seeing the beginnings of some of these implications. Radhika Rao is the 2023 John and Marsha Ryan bioethicist in residence at the SIU School of Law. Her lecture is March 8th in Carbondale. She'll speak March 9th in Springfield at the SIU School of Medicine. You can find this interview and others at our website, where you can also subscribe to our podcasts. For In Focus, I'm Jennifer Fuller.